Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 41. Just a short pep talk today to help put things into perspective. The idea for today's episode came by way of Running Explained on Instagram is the account name and a fellow runner on Facebook who brought it to my attention. The caption is, did you have a bad run or instead of labeling your run as bad, Listen to these seven reasons to explain why your run might have felt off. Reason number one, were you properly hydrated heading into your run? I did a little Googling and recommendations are at least 16 ounces one hour before your run or four to six ounces if hydrating 30 minutes before your run. Before my morning runs, which are right around 5 a.m., I make sure to drink 12 to 16 ounces the night before I go to bed. I read this comment by pro runner Ryan Hall who said he drank 20 ounces at night before bed. So I've started making this a habit. Reason number two, are you getting enough sleep? It's one area where I continue to tweak my schedule, recognizing that I would benefit from more sleep. Since starting marathon training a few months back, I've dialed back my bedtime to allow for 30 to 60 minutes of more sleep every night. And I schedule a nap on long run Sundays. In her book, Let Your Mind Run, Dina Castor's coach, V. Hill, says there's no overtraining, just underresting. And I really, I'm taking that to heart and I'm really, really learning to embrace it more and more. It's not something that comes easy because I think I just assume I can just always pile more on. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And I neglect to truly appreciate that that attitude can also undermine my progress. So if this is you, you know what to do. Reason number three, were you underfueled before you headed out? Were you eating enough? Have you been eating enough? It might sound counterintuitive because so many recreational runners use running as a way to lose weight. So are you eating what you need though? Junk food does not help fuel our body in response to what we ask of it while we're running. Neither does insufficient calories. So keep that in mind. Your body might just kind of be depleted or might not have the sufficient nutrients. Reason number four, did you over underdress before you headed out or for your run? I'm prone to overdressing, especially in the winter months because I don't want to freeze. 
basically. So I know firsthand how miserable it feels sweating from too many clothes on. Hence, layers are great. You can always wrap something around your waist, right? Reason number five, weather conditions such as humidity, strong winds, high heat, extreme cold, they all impact our performance during a run and they make our body work harder. So keep that in mind also. Consider what the weather was like. Reason number six, did you run a hilly route? Consider if your route was more hilly than usual or otherwise challenging. Was it a trail run? Every route I run is hilly, so I don't factor it in as much because that's my norm. But if that's not your norm, consider that too. It'll definitely impact your performance and how you feel. Reason seven, did you start the run already mentally fatigued? This is such a big one. Mental fatigue can drain the body as much as physical fatigue, and often it goes unnoticed. But consider if you're more stressed than usual due to work demands, relationship, a world pandemic. It's likely to all impact your run and how you feel, your running performance. Reason number eight, and this is my own. If it's none of the above, ask yourself, and this might be a little bit of tough love, Ask yourself if you're just letting your attitude get in your way. We crave just arguing for our limitations, right? Does this resonate? Can you relate? Especially if it's a pattern and venting to others helps affirm us. I speak from personal experience. I would be that person who kind of liked to argue for my limitations. I didn't think of it as that, but I definitely felt that I needed to vent to friends, to run it by other people, kind of get their their feedback, their affirmation of what I'd done or what I was about to do, or even more so their affirmation of me feeling something and then them boosting me up and saying, you're so tough, or I can't believe you're, all, you're doing all these things and whatnot. And we get what we're looking for by throwing a Facebook or Instagram post out about a bad run or telling a friend about it because they help build our self-esteem up again, right? By making that positive comment, friendly comment to us, right? And they help build our self-esteem up again, at least short term. And what do I mean by that? The problem is it's not long lasting. And what I mean is we have to Go seek this validation again and again and again when it's an external validation and comments from friends is an external validation. The only way it lasts is if we stop arguing for our limitations and give ourselves what we need, right? That we become confident enough in what we need and that we stop seeking other people's validation of what we're doing and actually take it on ourselves and validate ourselves, right? Because then we can do that ourselves. We don't need to seek it from other people. And I know this firsthand because that used to be me for so long so I can relate. So before you label your run as a bad run, consider these eight running tips. And if one or more of them 
had an impact on your run today. All right, runner friend, I promised a pep talk today. So that's it. That's all I have for you. Short and sweet. Please share the podcast with fellow runners if you're getting value from it. Chances are they will too. And if you've been listening for a while and you're interested in learning more about my runner's mind, come check us out. Click the link in the show notes and reach out to me. I'll get back to you. Until next week, happy running. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.